It's the 3rd of November, 2022. So it's been chanting in recollection of the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, recollecting the great virtues of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, and using those as the objects of our minds. So when we chant, we establish our mindfulness there in the verse that we're chanting. And this then gives rise to great benefit. And then this peace arises easily within the mind. Joy arises. When we have that skill in recollecting the great virtues of the Buddha, this joy can come up without difficulty. And even though we may meet with dangers, with things that we're afraid of, and when we recollect the Sama Sambuddha, the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, we can do so through um, just this word of Buddha, then joy can arise. And that will suppress and hold at bay all of the fear that we were once feeling. So this is a very important meditation object, this recollection of the Buddha can give rise to faith and grow our faith. So that it becomes stronger, has more energy to it. So when we recollect, when we have this mindfulness well established and we also have sampajanya, this clear awareness, then this here is the path of practice that takes us to the Dhamma. And the more mindfulness we have, then the closer it is that we step and move towards the Buddha. And the Buddha had this Mahasati, this great mindfulness, Mahapanya, this great wisdom, these qualities of mindfulness and wisdom that were overflowing in his heart. And he pointed out this path for us to train in. He pointed out for us to see the danger in the cycle of sangsara. If we're going to get to the heart of it, then the sangsara is there within our minds. It's birth and death, birth and death. We can see that within all of the things that arise within our hearts. All of the liking there arises and ceasing, ceases. The disliking arises and ceases. So when we have this mindfulness and contemplate, then we'll gain an understanding into the nature of this liking and disliking. And when we do so, then the mind will be in an equanimous state, will be in the state of upeka. And when the energy of that upeka grows, then it turns into a factor for awakening, a bojanka. So the same with the joy, this pity that may arise. When that has great energy to it, then that turns into uh, this pity factor for awakening. Or like the effort, the virya bojanka, 
the one that has more and more energy, it turns into that factor. And so perhaps when we have those, then this Dhamma can arise uh, for us. And it can come up when we're traveling, when we're chanting, when we're sitting in meditation. This Dhamma can appear for us. So we contemplate into that uh, Dhamma, this Dhamma Vijaya, this analysis, um, contemplation of the Dhamma, seeing the truth. Before we also chanted the Dhamma Chakapavatana Sutta, the first sutta, the first teaching of the Buddha. And really the whole path of practice is there complete within that teaching. He taught us about dukkha, the suffering, the cause of suffering, its cessation, the path of practice leading to the cessation of suffering. And Anya Kondanya was the first human to understand that, to see the Dhamma. But there were many, many devas who saw the Dhamma as well. And so it's seeing that what he saw was that all things that are of the nature to arise are of the nature to cease. He saw that satcha Dhamma, that truth. And so for us, since we've been born, have we met with that? Well, we have met with that. We've seen countless things arise. Just like our own lives, or the lives of other beings, the lives of animals, or all the things in this world, we've all seen them before. We've all seen them be born, we've all seen them arise, and we've seen them break apart as well. But when we've seen that, we've seen it in terms of self. This is still these ideas of me and them, me and you there. So when we see it like that, in terms of self, then we're just seeing it externally, we're not seeing the Dhamma. When we see the Dhamma, what we see is the truth. We see into the truth of this teaching, of arising and ceasing, that this is nature, this is normality. And there's no person there. It's not a being, not an individual, it's not me, it's not you. What we see is that all things, having arisen already, they stay for a bit, and then they pass away. But our hearts don't yet see this, because they see it as me, as mine. And that's not seeing the Dhamma, it's not really seeing ourselves. And if we truly see ourselves, if we see the true self, then what we see is not self. We see that things arise, they stay for a bit, and then they pass away. And if we have this kind of wisdom, then we see the Dhamma. And so we need to make our Samadhi, this collectedness of mind well established for this to happen. And then from that basis we can contemplate into physical and mental things, seeing their arising and ceasing more and more clearly, uh, steadily, bit by bit. And then when we really see this, perceive this arising and ceasing, then the mind becomes empty. And we taste the flavor of this emptiness, we taste Nibbana this peace, this happiness, this 
temporary freedom from the defilements, there's a coolness that arises. So when we gain that experience, then there's great energy in our hearts, this joy arises, there's peace there that comes up in the heart, the heart turns still, and the stillness is another factor for awakening. And then the effort that we have just comes up automatically by itself. We can walk meditation, sit meditation, without feeling lazy. We have this effort, we really set our hearts on this. Because we've already seen how all physicality and mentality is empty. But when our samadhi isn't well established, then we're just not able to contemplate in this way. So we don't see that. So therefore this training in samadhi, developing our mindfulness, making that firm with the mind, this is something that's very important for us to do. And that needs to rest upon the foundation of sila, of virtue. And also having dana, this constant giving within the hearts. So we have faith already, faith in creating goodness, faith in supporting the monastic sangha, supporting the Buddha sasana, offering the requisites, and also keeping our precepts as well. And then from there, we take up this important aspect of the path of developing mindfulness. And so we have these great teachers who can lead us in this, lead us in this practice, uh, like uh, Venerable Bhante Visuddhananda, Venerable Bhante Kasapa Tera. And there are many other monks who can help us, uh, to teach us and show us this path, lead us on this path. And when they have taught us already, then we should take that Dharma and train in it, put it into practice, developing this mindfulness so that it gets better and better. But in the beginning, no one's able to do this really well, that we all stumble along. We stumble and then pick ourselves up again and just carry on doing that. But when we have this skill in this path, when we're proficient in it, and then our knowledge of the path becomes clear. And when that's clear, then we really set ourselves on this practice. We go for it. And in the end, we will gain the truth. We'll gain wisdom little by little. And steadily this becomes more and more clear. This um, energy arises in our hearts. We gain this motivation from the joy, from the happiness, this contentment that arises. This is the energy that propels us forward. So our minds have this effort. They're really set on this path um, to gain this true happiness of mind gain this peace within the hearts, to gain this real genuine happiness through seeing the nature of all things, how they arise and cease. And when we do that, then our hearts touch emptiness. We begin to really understand that 
Well, this is what it's like. You know, when they use this word, anatta, non-self, this is what it's actually like. And seeing all physical and mental things as being anicca, dukkha, anatta, as inconstant and suffering and not-self. And through that, the mind becomes empty from all the things that it once clung to. And we have this effort there. So maybe really set yourselves in this effort. And one day, the marga, the path, will gather together in harmony. These factors of sila, samadhi, panya, this virtue, collectiveness, and wisdom, they all gather together. And then this path to freedom from suffering gathers into one thing. We're able to permanently cut off the defilements. And here is when this uh, path of stream entry and the fruits of stream entry appear. So in the beginning we start off with this faith and this conviction. And then eventually we see uh, the nature of all physical and mental things. We see them break apart and then the heart becomes empty. And when that happens, then we reach the state of uh, gotarapu jitta and gotarapu jnana. That the mind kind of passes over uh, to the other shore. But there can also be doubts there as well. Well, why is it that the mind doesn't just go over completely? It's seen Nibbana already, so why doesn't it just stay there? But Abharami, in that state, it's not yet full, so we have to come back again. And we need to train ourselves further in this contemplation. And then we just carry on doing it in this way, consistently, until the mind gathers together once more, this path gathers together, and knowledge arises immediately. Again, this clear understanding and all our doubts are removed. So when we see the Buddha, we may see Buddha images that are made from gold or carved out of wood or very large Buddha images that have been made. And when we look at those, and this faith can arise. Especially so in the people who have helped to build those images in many different countries around the world. And so when we gaze at those images, this faith comes up, joy fills up our hearts. And this is a lot of merit. But if we're going to see the Buddha in a deeper level, well, the Buddha is in the Dhamma. When we see the Dhamma, what that means is that we see all physicality and mentality, that all things arise, all of them arise and then cease, just like Venerable Anya Kondanya did when he saw the Dhamma. So when we see the Dhamma, then we see the genuine Buddha. And this is a, a deeper level, level of the heart. So may you have effort, may you be sincere in this practice, and one day you'll gain this clear understanding. 
But it starts off, um, we have to start at the beginning, that it's difficult at that time. But we still put our efforts in, even though it's hard, efforts into raising and building up goodness. And this has incredible amounts of value. We're also very fortunate that we've come to know the teachings of the Buddha, that we are students of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, and we take him as our teacher. So may all of the monks, may all of the laity really set your hearts on this practice, and may all of you see the Dhamma and know the Dhamma.